We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to an early morning, uh, Monday morning version of the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. I am Scott Jenstead. Join us always on uh, these podcasts by Jeff Erickson. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, if you could uh, please rate or review the podcast, it'd be fantastic. Also, it goes a long way towards helping people find the podcast, etc. Jeff, I know you want to talk about Trey Lance for now, but I'll make you stick to baseball. How about that? Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I won't talk golf. I won't talk anything else. How was your trip, first of all? Just real it, quick. It was awesome. Nice. Uh, Year 26 of the trip. Last that's, time I missed it was 2002. That's impressive. Uh, stuff doesn't stay together that long. That's pretty, that's something to be proud about. That's, uh, stuff yeah. usually falls apart with kids and life and work and, you know, slowly crumbles. That's really impressive. You guys have kept together for that long. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And there, you know, there's, you know, we've all, we've all changed a little bit here and there. Right. And, and we've added some, subtracted some, and we'll do that. Uh, but the, the cool thing too is though that someday we'll probably have our offspring join us. Uh, at least, uh, those, uh, although I don't know, I, I, I know like at least one of the guys, like both his kids play his boy and his girl. So hopefully that'd be kind of cool. Do your kids pick up the golf clubs at all? We have gone to, uh, the driving range a few times. Um, I, we haven't actually played around together. We'll probably do that at some point. Nice. Yeah. Well, let's jump into the baseball. Uh, I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, we got six weeks left. I think I did the math right there. Um, I want to talk to you a little, a little about strategy in the final six. We get a lot of people to ask me, you know, what do you do? How do you change what you do? There was someone on uh, Mark Kiefer on Twitter yesterday was talking about, you know, at what point do you stop thinking about the overall if you play an overall competition? I told him the all-star break. Um, maybe that's a bit early for some people, but I think that uh, I think you have to be realistic with, you know, if you're – 700th yeah. in, in the overall in the online or you're, you're 150 in the main event like i just you're not going to win the overall you're not going to cash in the overall it's time to be realistic and you can really uh attack your league and I, you can you there are teams that you know can finish on it overall and be competitive in the league because you attack the right categories but what do you really go for um you know as you're as you're doing these last six weeks what are you uh what are you really thinking about it as you, in your league here as you're trying to trying to make that money oh i'm definitely tr- trying to find the categories where i can gain points yeah it's all about uh, just honing in on that I would, you know, unless you're just crushing your individual league, that's still my first focus. Me too. I mean, the, yeah. the overalls, I mean, I have no experience at winning an overall contest. So I don't, I, I don't really want to even try to speak from authority about that. But, uh, you know, I, I just want to try to f- hone in on the categories that I need. Uh, it's no longer about just finding the best available players. I mean, it's still, sometimes it, it is, 
you, yeah. you still look for that, but let's face it. There's not too many of them out there. There's not too many of those big buys left. We had sale last week and I think that was yeah, maybe the last triple digit guy we're going to get. Yeah. And a lot of those people don't have money either. I mean, the people that do, maybe yeah. you get somebody gets dropped. Maybe someone drops a closer who's, and that's an important thing too. Like you talk mm -hmm. about where you can gain. I think it's important to like drop guys where you can't gain or you can't lose too. There's, there's, you know, if you're 25 saves up, like, you know, you should be starting eight starters. You should be starting nine starters. You should be dropping your, say your third or fourth closer that you're never going to use. They can't do anything for you because they're, you know, saves is the, a huge part of their value. And, you know, it, right. it, it saves and stolen bases are kind of the two where you get those specialized guys. And if you're up 15 stolen bases, like maybe you don't need to pick up Nicky Lopez. Maybe you don't need to start, um, you know, Jorge Mateo if you if you picked him up, that sort of thing. So it's a, it's really focusing. And like you said, those categories, there's a lot of stuff that's still bunched up. I look at my leagues and I really I really try and focus on the, you know, three or four categories where I can gain three or four points with, uh, you know, a, a bunch of good starts or some home runs. So I think it's uh, that's that's the key. I think the other key is, you know, keep grinding it out. There are people that will tune out. I know it's kind of a cliche, but people will do football drafts. They are going to they're going to watch football on Sundays. There's going to that September people in this industry and people who play, you know, also play fantasy ball and people just get distracted. And, you know, on the East Coast, football games are on till nine o'clock at night on, on Sunday night, probably even later than that, huh? I guess it is later than that because it starts at five here, like 11 o'clock at night. I mean, they're going to yeah. not being paying to that, uh, paying attention to that, uh, that fab deadline as much. And I know people don't think it really happens, but, you know, from your home league to the highest, uh, highest dollar league, there are people that just will tune out in September. Yeah, if it, you know, if they're sitting in seventh place, they yeah. may just give up there, and you know that's take that to our advantage. Yeah. Um, you know, and I I find it to be a struggle because I am doing football drafts, I am doing football coverage, I am yep. talking football later today. I'll be doing the the XM show and the uh, the Rotowire football podcast. So I, I'm going to be you and I. You and I have an, uh, a football auction tomorrow. Which I have prepped exactly nine minutes more. So if you don't, if you, uh, everybody doesn't beat me this year, there's something going on. I have not prepped. What time is that? Uh, I think it's somehow middle of the day the tomorrow, which right? is going to be yeah. a, uh, which That'll is going to be, be a challenge. Absolute yeah. juggling challenge for me. So if I, uh, if I don't bid on five straight players, you know that something's gone sideways. Okay. <laughs> and the last thing on the note is I stay hyper vigilant. I think there's a lot of things that change. It helps a lot that we, the September only expands from 26 to 28 players instead of the 40. You don't have to follow quite as many players, but you know, team scratches pitch, starting pitchers who, you know, get shut down is really key. Starting pitchers start to go, you know, lesser innings is really important too. both from teams that are giving up and both from also teams that are trying to get guys prep for the playoffs. You're going to see a lot of that going on. Um, you know, follow the team trends. If, uh, if someone's kind of, we need to check this guy out to close games in the, in September. There's a lot that goes on news-wise. Obviously, you know, you go to Rotowire for that kind of stuff. There's a there's a ton you can gain, a ton you can lose if you're not paying attention to what's going on with it with within each individual team. Yeah, that's right. Uh that's right. Um and it, it really is like trying to find out where you can crank the categories. Like yeah. as you mentioned, like steals. Uh, this is this is a Sterling Marte appreciation podcast. So Oh my gosh, it's every day. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, I'm first in steals in one of my leagues by four, and then the next guy is 22 behind. So yeah, I'm obviously I'm leaving Marte in, obviously, but right, but uh, he does I, other stuff. But you're not going to play. You maybe you know if you have a rabbit or a guy who's just stealing bases, you probably you know the worst thing you can do is lose one point. You can't gain any, so you might might be better shifted if you can gain six right. points in RBI somewhere, you know, something like yeah. that. And power, it's its all about home runs in that league. Um, I, th I thought we had an unspoken agreement not to bring up the A's on this podcast once. Our A's? Uh, uh, a revolting weekend of late home runs to the Giants. It was just, uh, it was sickening. It was. It really was. And there's different they're, relievers. 
Yeah, it was. They're not in the playoffs right now. They're tied with Boston for the second wild card spot. And everybody's like Houston, Houston, Houston. Houston lost yesterday, but uh, their uh, Yankees are red hot. The A's are, uh, they, it's trouble right now. Those were two brutal losses. Yeah, you can't afford that. Uh, no. you know. uh, A's and Padres. I mean, they're, they're yeah, well, really hurt. Padres right are really struggling. Are our Reds in the they're in the second wild card right now, right? Yeah, yes, they are. They passed the Padres yesterday. Look at that. See, it's yeah. well, uh, it's, it helps when you're playing the Marlins and the Cubs. Although the Cubs took two yeah, out of three, you know what? believe it you, or not, from you gotta, us. You still got to win those games, though. Yeah, I mean, the Cubs took two out of three. Yeah, uh, but then the week before, we got the feast on the Pirates, and that was beautiful. Hey, big series against the Brewers this week. That Brewers can kind of finish off the division this week, yeah, basically. Which is they, probably finished off anyway. Yeah, but yeah. Right. Seven and a half Full, games. Fully finish it off. Agreed. The Reds, since like early June, are like 18 games over 500, and they're losing ground to the Brewers. I yeah. mean, it, it's crazy. You, know, you go in there, you go in there and sweep, and all of a sudden the division is in the mix, but you get swept, it's over. You lose two out of three, it's probably over too. But uh yeah, that'll mm-hmm. be that'd be fun. You know, the Padres are 13 games back. Yeah. I do. It's, I, it's just they, that separation has been has been crazy. And they're two and eight. Their last ten, they are a mess right now. It's uh, it's it's ugly. They've got to they got to step on the gas, and it's uh, the Reds are definitely playing better right now. Yeah, it's and for the Padres, it's the pitching. I mean, you yeah. taking away you Darvish has the same effect as the yeah. Cardinals taking away Jack Flaherty. Yeah, they just Although don't I, get I, any length from anybody. I think Darvish will be back uh, this week, but yeah, that's uh, that's hurt. And Joe Musgrove uh, had a had a had a bad outing, and it's just uh, it's it's kind of, it's kind of builds. And they don't, you know, for all the pitching depth we talked about them having, they haven't found uh, you know Ryan Weathers pitches like two or three innings or four innings every game. It's just it, it's tough to tough to deal with that all year long. And they don't have a better uh, option right now. I mean, yeah. I, well, they are they're going to they're using Stammen and bullpen starts uh, Nair. Do we is that how we pronounce it? Uh, I think I, so. Yes. I'll be honest. I, I haven't seen a p- pitch yet, um, but you know he again another guy. They, those are two guys that are projected to start this week for them, uh, and those they're getting two innings apiece. They're back to back, in fact, too. So they're yeah. Really I mean, it's Stammen's essentially the the Ryan Weathers game, but yeah, it's yeah. Uh, they're going to try and rather than him go the first four, have him go the middle four, like a Yarborough kind of thing. But right, yeah. I mean, you look at that, and it's not it's certainly not what we expected in uh, in March. And we're like, how the, what's the Padres' rotation going to look like in in late August? Yeah, it is a five game week for the Padres. They've their front loaded schedule. Uh, they had they had like I think at the break they had played more games than anybody because you don't they get have, rained out in San Diego. They have Sunday off, which is very strange. Yeah, why is that? What's up I don't know. That? I think it's one of those two game inter games interleague series with the yes. Angels, and maybe it's either it had to be Saturday Sunday or Friday Saturday, and apparently they went with Friday Saturday. They, they, it's a, it's weird to see a blank on the. I look at the Rotowire projection stars. Weird to see a blank on that, and you know that at least it looks like Atlanta has back to back off days this week. Some awesome schedule oddities. Yeah. Atlanta's off Wednesday and Thursday, which is just very strange. Because they they got the two game series against the Yankees. Yeah, and, but usually that yeah. goes Tuesday, Wednesday, and but it's it's very strange to see back. And the Braves must be loving that back to back off days in the middle of the season is something you never at have. home at yeah. home. You're right. No that's, travel that's a, there. That's a good point. That'll be golf. We're gonna have a cookout. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. Oh yeah, cookouts better for Atlanta. You're right. Um, yeah. Let's talk about uh, week 22 a little bit. We talked about the weird schedules. Um, seven game, uh, seven games this week. We have the Diamondbacks, the White Sox, the Royals, the Pirates, and the Blue Jays. Interesting mix there. We have five teams with five games, though. Also, there's a day game this morning. If everybody's watching, there's a 10 10 
a.m. Pacific game between the Rangers and the Red Sox, a makeup game for the uh, the rainout, uh, the hurricane rainout yesterday. Uh, yeah. Five games we have Braves, we mentioned the Angels, we mentioned the Padres, we mentioned, and then the Rays and the Tigers, obviously also with five. So there's a there's a lot of uh, a lot of weird scheduling quirks going on this week. It's going to be a week you got to pay attention to who's playing, how many games you got from each guy, especially if you play in an NFBC type format where you have the you have the half week broken down for offense. Right. Uh, very, very, very challenging week. Uh, and again, challenging because it's hard to keep your eye on the ball right now. There's a it lot is. going on back yeah, to I, school. Also, let's yep. factor that in. Good point too. I have a kindergarten as of this week, Jeff. It's, uh, it's frightening. I don't know when the hell that happened. I have two high schoolers this year for the first wow, time. When, when did that happen? Yeah. Are they, ba- are they back in school or not yet? No, not until the 30th. Uh, yeah, their, their volleyball has already started. I tweeted that out. That was pretty they awesome. A, so. They get a week more of fun, at least. That's good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, kindergartner. Wow, oh, it's in the big time. It's insane. Yeah, like you knew me when I had it's, it's very strange. Yeah. Very odd. But uh, let's get into uh, let's get into Fab. We're, uh, we're going to move on there. But first, a note from our sponsor at uh, Blue Wire. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jeff, Fab was uh, Fab was interesting this week. Like you mentioned, there wasn't that like big, you know, whether it be Chris Sale or you know a, a huge guy that got uh, called up. But let's start with uh, start with starting pitching, and then I want to ask you about a few guys. I was curious what you did with uh, Daniel Lynch this week. The uh, you know big prospect for the Royals came up was uh, was really bad, got sent back down, but just come back up. He's been really good. He has two starts this week. One is at Houston, but he pitched well against Houston last week. Um, 5.12 ERA overall in 30 innings, very skewed by his, uh, his early blowups though. Um, last five stars, giving up one, three, one, three, and zero earned runs. Um, six plus innings in three of those five too. So it's not like he's just pitching three innings, giving up three runs. He's actually been, been really good in three of those starts. I looked at the walks though, and it freaked me out a little bit. Uh, 11 walks, his last four starts kind of pulled me off uh, that plus the at Houston start. Um, I know he pitched well against them, but seeing them again, kind of, uh, kind of pulled back my bids on him plus the walks. Yeah, um, you know, he was not available and not even remotely available in my two league, main right. leagues. Uh, one was picked up on 8-8. The other was pe- other league, he was picked up on 7-25. 
That's kind of what I picked him up, but I've dropped him since then. So uh, I dropped yeah. him last week, just needing guys I could throw, and I couldn't throw him last week. Obviously, he pitched well against Houston, so backfired. But um, yeah, I so saw him in some twelve teamers, and I uh, I didn't risk it there. I just I'm a little worried about ratios, but really worried about whip. It's hard to it's hard to have a not negative whip when you're walking that many dudes, and it's it's been recent. It's not like he walked guys in the past. Like eleven guys, eleven walks in the last four starts uh, worried me. Yeah, um, I can see that. Uh, I think there's a lot of talent there. I think there's a lot of refinement. You know, he walked a ton even on his first couple of starts when he got called up. And I had him in Tau Wars. And, you know, I think I, I've since cut him. And so someone else has been enjoying his better starts since. That's kind of the story of my Tau Wars season, by the way. Uh, I, I, I have a, I have a bunch of those, too. I have guys like I just I, – I, I had a bunch of Logan Webb before he got hurt. And he hasn't yeah. got a run in like two months. It's just – it's uh, sometimes we get aggressive with the with the cuts, especially with injuries. You know, usually it works out because the guys miss longer than they are. But sometimes it comes back and, and really sings like that one. Yeah, uh, that's right. And you just get whipsawed. Uh, you know, uh, I, so yeah, I wasn't on my radar this week because he wasn't available to be on my radar this week. What about uh, what about Eli Morgan in uh, in Cleveland? The overall numbers don't look great: five eight ERA and fifty four innings. But you look at his last seven starts. He had the one bad one against Oakland where he just didn't have his stuff. I watched that start and you just tell he wasn't sharp. But six of the last seven starts, uh, three runs or fewer in six of them, and five plus innings in fewer. So another guy who's going five innings, twenty three percent K rate, five percent walk rate. Some you know d- good on the K, fine, uh, really nice on the walks. Doesn't put a lot of guys on base. He's under. Uh, I think he's under two walks per uh, per nine innings. But uh, it's a guy that has two starts this week. One is against Texas, which I think he can handle. The second one is against Boston. It's at home. But, uh, you know, that's a, that's a scary one on the backside. But uh, were you in on Eli Morgan this week looking for some two starts uh, for some wins and some strikeouts? On, only nominally. Um, I, I Yeah, because of the two starts, because of the Texas start. Uh, I don't know. I, I think. You know, it, it, it's kind of tough to watch, you know, to, to, to watch him a little bit there, a little bouncing around. And I think that, I, you know, I just, I he could go Cal Quantrill and, you know, really pick up that four seamer. We He's saw been, Quantrill Cal last Quantrill's night. been dealing. He was a guy we were always on. Always, always. Stanford yeah. guy. We both liked him. And I just, uh, this run's been impressive. He was really good last night against the Angels in the, in the Williamsport game. It was fun to see him on a high, like a highlighted game like that. Yeah. And it was. Uh, it was cool to see, uh, but uh, Morgan, you know, I, you know, I've been wrong before, but I'm, I'm going to try to avoid the recency bias. I was only nominally in on him. I was a little more than nominally just based on the recent outings and, you know, just needing, needing arms, needing guys to pitch. I'm going to hope he pitches well against Texas and then survives against Boston. I kind of did that with Tyler Anderson last week. He pitched, uh, I was, you know, kind of surviving one start and then hoping, you know, hoping he didn't get killed by uh, Houston. So it, that one worked out. Okay. It's to, it's tough to find guys with two stars. We get, you know, anybody gets picked up and it's, uh, it's hard to find anybody that doesn't scare you. So uh, I'm in on him a little bit, but uh, yeah. And with any kind of pickups, uh, my streaming has not been great this year, but it'll be, uh, it, it's always, it's been, it's been rough. Yeah, it, it can be. It, it can easily be. can be. Well, any, any miles, uh, Michaelis interest this week. He's uh, he's back. He pitched well in his first start back five innings, five strikeouts, no earned runs, two hits, two walks. Um, overall, the last time we really saw him was 2019, uh, 4.16 area and 184 innings didn't pitch last year. And now he's just returned this year. Uh, K rate career is under 18% always pulls me back on him a little bit. You know, if you want, if you're going to get a guy's going to give up some runs, at least want to get some strikeouts mixed in. Uh, he is a really good command guy, career walk rate under 5%. Um, were you picking him up uh, off the return this week? He was on my contingency list. I got outbid on him, uh, six to five, I think in one main. The that's, thing I don't that, like about, that sounds like late August bidding right there. Yep. 
Uh, the thing that is uh, about him is just I wonder how much of a K upside he has. Uh, it's but definitely, you know, it's definitely the problem. Yeah, it is. And you know, the thing is, but yeah, he he was an option. Uh, he uh, you know he gets Pittsburgh, uh, and then but then at Cincinnati, and I'm hoping he gets torched in that one. Uh, that would be nice. Uh, but uh, yeah. But Not I bad. mean, the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh starts are pretty much automatic start in any kind of deep league. I mean, you're you're, you're th- if you if you that was uh, that was kind of the reason I had him on my list mostly was I was thinking of getting that Pittsburgh start, maybe jumping back out. Yeah, big two weeks for the Cardinals. Uh, they keep being big weeks. Uh, they go home against Detroit, which we know isn't a walk, uh, but then at Pittsburgh for four, at Cincy for three, at Milwaukee for three. So uh, they, yeah, they, this will determine if they can launch themselves into the uh, you know. Higher yeah. in the wild card race. They're, they're sure. not dead. They're no. definitely not dead. Yeah, that's uh, what are they? They're four and a half behind the Reds. We've pushed them three and a half behind San Diego. So, yeah, there's that's still there's definitely still in the mix with six weeks left. Yeah. Uh, what about this? So we had uh, we haven't talked since Chris Bassett got injured uh, last oh. week, horrible injury, but seems like, you know, all things considered, life wise, he's doing well. He's having surgery um, tomorrow. Uh, yeah, tomorrow's Tuesday. Tomorrow um, for the uh, the two facial fractures. But, you know, he's out. Uh, baseball wise, he's going to be off the field for a while, probably for the year. They're thinking six weeks, maybe late playoffs. But um, I'm kind of, you know, I think, I think baseball wise, he, he's done. But that, that opens up a spot for Paul Blackburn. The only reason I bring him up, he does have two starts this week, both home in the Coliseum, uh, home Seattle, home Yankees. The second one obviously makes you shudder a little bit. But, um, a guy who's just kind of a guy. I think. I think just a guy is a way to describe him. Uh, Four nine seven ERA in AAA this year. K rate twenty percent. Walk rate six point eight percent. Four point three four ERA in in AAA. Uh, I think it was in twenty nineteen. So just kind of a middling guy. Going to eat some innings. You know, they don't really have a better option right now. You know, with Puck in the bullpen, they, he's kind of he's going to stick in that role. It was I bring him up. It's uh, two starts. It's for a team that's uh, that's good. The offense has not been great over the weekend, but they're facing good pitching. But, you know, chance for wins, chance for a few Ks um, at home, which helps. The call seems a really good place to pitch in. Were you in on any any small Paul Blackburn bids this week? Yeah, I was. Uh, didn't get him in the NF- NFPC. I did get him in Tout Wars. Uh, don't like that second start, but you just you, know, you go for it there. Uh, way to flash the A's cup for us there. I, I like, like that. That, that was but... that was well played. Yes. Um, well time. With your Warriors hat. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Hey, yeah. um, if, if, if there's one thing I am, it's loyal and sometimes to a fault. That goes for my life in general, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for doing this podcast. With was, me. That, was that, a, was that a little too deep for Monday morning? Yeah, it's tough. Tough. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think it's, it, it's, he's just a guy. Like if you need some, if you need some strikeouts, if you need a chance, some wins, he's someone I throw out there just because mm-hmm. they're at home. But I mean, he comes with some ratio risk for sure. Especially that second start, the Yankee series is going to be wild. Like the, the Coliseum is horrible for attendance, but when it's full, I don't think there's a louder and better place and it will be full for the Yankees. It was, it was full over the weekend for the giant series, but it's a lot of giants fans too, but uh, yeah. Yankee Yankees, Red Sox and giants. It's, it's very fun though. The rest of the season, they get like 7,000 fans a game and it's, it, while it's fun, it's very, very, it, it's very quiet. But um, when they get full in that place, it's really loud. It'll be jumping this weekend. There'll be some, uh, there'll be some fun stuff. Yeah, there, it will be Uh huge, huge series. Uh, huge. You know, Four games. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and they get Seattle the first half of the week, and you know Seattle's a few games behind uh, the Yankees and the A's and the Red Sox. But it's a it's a big week for the A's. They can, they coming off those two losses. They gotta kind of uh, kind of turn it around really quick. It's a big six games at home this week. Sure. Um, what did you do anything with Mitch White this week? He came in uh, for the Dodgers in relief uh, last week and had a seven seven and a third innings, pitched really well, finished the rest of the game. He gets the Rockies on the road. It sounds like if they're going to kind of stick with what they're doing, uh, he would pitch against the Rockies on Saturday. Only one start, but you know. Road Rockies with the Dodgers offense behind you is a, a pretty good spot to be if you want to uh, try, want to try to sneak a win out of your pitcher this week. Yeah, uh, but you know the thing is, it, it's subject to like it, there's some risk with him because you know it's subject to you know if any sort of plan changes, anybody sure. gets hurt and all that, they can just leave him down. Yeah, that's the thing that's really frustrating because they're playing the whole oh we'll send him down until he gets needs to pitch again. Hey, you threw seven innings for us. Great job. Good job. Now go back right. down the minors and make minor league pay for a little bit there. Yeah, it's uh, uh, that the minor league pay part. That's tough. I mean, that's a that's a big paycheck pay cut to when you you know when you're not established in the league. That's tough. And he's a he's a 26 year old. He's uh, he wasn't really good in the minors in 2018 or 2019. I don't think he's like a he's not really a huge prospect guy. But if you're gonna get starts for the Dodgers, like that's somebody you want. But you're right. I think that the AAA point is really good. I mean, I think he's gonna get recalled later in the week, and he's kind of yeah, scheduled, scheduled that way. But it's you're right. It's always we got to decide on whatever the Dodgers play Tuesday. You got to decide. It's tough because you're 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 really risking a zero if you use. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I picked up as I, I had a similar situation. I I picked up Luis Gill, uh, yep. and it looks like he's not gonna start now. Uh, so that yes, was fun. He, and he got scratched. He got scratched on Sunday because they had the rain out, and they're going Jordan Montgomery and Andrew Heaney for the first couple starts. So yeah, I don't think, and I don't think he's going to start later in the week too because they have the off day. No. I think they go. They probably go Tyon Cortez, Cole, and Jaymont against the A's over the weekend. It doesn't look like you know there's a spot for him. Period. Um, yeah. And hey, when you can start Andrew Heaney and give up five runs, why not? I mean, although he pitched so, well against Boston last time out. The, a, the A's have a four game series of them, and they don't get Heaney, which kind of bums me out. Yeah. And Cortez has been pitching really well. That dude, he pitched well again over the weekend. He's been, he's yep. been, he's been a huge find for them. And, you know, part of the reason they've, they've been so hot. So yep. uh, last guy I wanted to ask you about uh, taken in most main events, but available in some twelves uh, Ranger Suarez. We talked about uh, a few weeks ago when he was closing games for Philly, but now he's been moved to the uh, move to the rotation. Didn't pitch well this week, but the key number I thought this week was they threw 86 pitches in his start. Uh, he had some command issues, but has been really good. Otherwise, he might get uh, two starts this week. He's scheduled for uh, home Tampa Bay, home Arizona. One four seven ERA in 55 innings. Granted, a lot of those were in the bullpen, you know, pitching in kind of short spurts. He's got two twelve BABIP. As I look deeper here, I got a little more worried. He hasn't completed five innings yet. But this is a guy that if he throws twice, um, you know, could uh, could get a couple of five inning starts in there for you. I'm a little worried about the walks, to be honest with yeah. you. Nine walks in the last 11 and two thirds of his last three outings. Uh, yeah, you know, he, obviously the ERA is strong and the whip is strong. He's not giving up a lot of hits. Last outing he did, though. And that was against the Diamondbacks, too, yeah, which was a little that, bit of a surprise. That outing worried me as we transitioned to starter. Like I just uh, and you're, you mentioned the walks. I wonder if uh, I wonder if the, obviously the numbers are skewed by all the great bullpen innings, but uh yeah, I, I think I picked him up in one spot, but he, I kind of moved him down my conditions. I looked at a little deeper how the starts have gone. He is a ground ball machine, three, three and a half, uh, 3.5 ground ball to fly ball, basically, 3.48. Uh, he's added velocity as fastball. Swing and miss isn't very good, 9.9% swinging strike rate. And a lot I, of those are bullpen innings, too, when you're coming out and really gassing it out for an inning. You'd like that to be a little bit higher. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I was lukewarm on him. Yeah. Uh, let's jump into the uh, relievers and hitters, but first a note from our sponsor, WinBet. 
If there's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire, it's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up. I have an incredible offer for you at RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more all at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the top possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 in your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet is the exclusive partner for RotoWire's, RotoWire's fantasy baseball podcast. All for, actually, all fantasy podcasts. Uh, Jeff closes this week. Uh, Paul Seawald, I think I'm saying that right after probably butchering it for years, uh, is closing games for the uh, for the Mariners at the moment. Uh, Dave Castillo, who they traded for the deadline, is on the IL, although it sounds like he's going to be back pretty quick. But uh, Seawald's been good. 2.6 ERA and 40 winnings. He has a 41% strikeout rate on the year. He's uh, He's been strong. I was uh, He got dropped in some leagues as Castillo was kind of uh, getting the getting the save-offs. But uh, he's someone that, uh, at least for the week while he has a job, is, is super interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, in my competitive main event league, the Guilds League, um, I I had to do the sad drop of Chris Bassett, but accompanied by the pickup of Seawald. I got I like him for that. I got him for nineteen. Uh, second bid was eleven. So pretty happy about that. Uh, also got Stephen Brault again because uh, I can't quit him. Uh, <laughs> he's he's been a, like on the on the waiver wire talk like it last like four weeks. It's been he's one of those guys just back and forth, kind of yo-yoing. Yeah. He's good. Pit- He's a decent pitcher. He's just in a bad team. Yeah, and he, I think he threw four innings in his last start. But yeah, he's a guy that you could throw out there and not not worry about getting too blown up. Yeah, at least that's the theoretic. That's in theory. Uh, yeah. So we'll see if that works out again. He does get St. Louis again, uh, and then he gets the Cubs next week. So I thought that was worthy enough. Oh, yeah, you got like that. Uh, uh, but of- yeah, oh, I like Seawald a lot though, and yeah, you know he's too. been the best pitcher in that back of the bullpen. And Castillo wasn't good with Seattle. That was the thing, and maybe it's because of the shoulder. Maybe it's also don't ever trade for a Rays reliever. <laughs> don't ever trade for anybody. the Rays. Just know what they're doing. It's uh, yeah. I would. Uh, I my my warning flag would be up whenever they picked up the phone and called me. But except uh, you know they they it they happens. Yeah, it happens. But they, they you know Willie Adamas says hello. Yeah, I mean, and he just—he's been really good for Milwaukee. What a windfall for Milwaukee! Yeah. It was exactly what they needed. And I understand they had Wander Franco in the wings, but they didn't call Franco up right away either. So that—that yeah. that was a weird little sequence. And still, and even if you have Wander Franco, you don't just give him Adamus away. You, yeah. if you, I think they just—they misvalued him. They misvalued Cronenworth too. So they've made yeah. mistakes too. They do for sure. I think that uh, overall they they usually do pretty well in trades. But yeah, it's uh, it's a tough it, you know predicting humans is not the easiest business. This but is also true. This is also true. Um, a couple of the names and close the one I want to ask you about uh, in Cincinnati. Michael Lorenzen had a couple of saves of the weekend. Michael Givens had been pretty good for them and picked up a couple. And then Lorenzen uh, came in. It was interesting because Givens actually pitched the eighth in one of those games. So it looked like they kind of went traditionally with Lorenzen. Uh, do you have any kind of kind of feel on who gets the next save for Cincinnati? Have I yet? No, this year nobody. Nothing. But that's not you. Nobody has. But right. uh, if you if you had to roster one or start one this week, would you would you pick uh, Lorenzen or, or Gibbons? Probably Lorenzen, but Just I I, I bias, yeah, yeah. But I, I I think it bears repeating. The Reds do not have one closer. It's whoever David Bell feels like using in that moment at that time. And that's, a, that's a good way to put it and important to think about is you're if you're if you're looking for spot you need saves. Um, you're kind of hoping to just get lucky that week at the right ones. So yeah. 
Uh, did you do anything? Uh, the other thing I want to ask you about: uh, Rowan Wick came back for Chicago, uh, you know, off the IL, and I think he's the the best arm in that bullpen. I just don't know if they're going to kind of go to him closing games anytime soon. If they want to kind of ramp him up, or how they're going to feel about that, or if they have any games to close, as, as the Cubs don't really win a lot these days. I was I was going to say it's I think it's Cody Hoyer Hoyer, yeah. um, and he got the last one. Yeah, uh, I had contingencies on Hoyer. I, I really didn't wasn't in on Wick. Maybe that, maybe that's incorrect, but. Or maybe it doesn't matter. I just don't think Hoyer is nearly as good a pitcher as Wick. Uh, he's ERA is like four and a half this year. It just doesn't excite me a lot. I think that Wick could be a guy that, if they gave it to him, could actually do it well. But I mean, they just they're not winning any games. I don't think we're going to have a set guy. I think they've had I think they've had three saves over the last month and three different guys. So like trying to predict saves, yeah. there's been something's just been just been losing you ground in the standings. I think that's right. Let's talk about uh, some offense. I think the the big win this week, a couple of guys, but I think the bigger biggest one is that kind of the one I saw top all my all my list was was Jake Myers uh, for the for the Astros. Um, kind of he came in replaced uh, Kyle Tucker when he went on the COVID IL, and I think I don't know, but I think that when Tucker comes back, it'll be midweek. I think that uh, I think Myers has earned his at bats over Chaz McCormick. He's uh, he has a uh, hit three oh eight, three home runs and a stolen base so far. So he's been called up fifty two percent hard hit rate, hitting the ball really hard, fifteen percent barrel, pretty impressive there. In uh, in triple A so far this year, he's hitting three forty three, sixteen home runs, ten stolen bases. I don't know what's going to happen in Houston, but this felt like a guy to me that if he kept the job, could be someone that could could make a difference in your understandings down the stretch. Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. Uh, it's interesting to see like they, we kept on thinking they'd put they'd find a big name to put in there, and they yeah. just they they never did. Nope. It's, and, and they trade they traded away the guy who was playing there in Miles Straw. Obviously, not a big name, but they actually like, right. opened up the spot again. I, I, I'm with you. I was sure that they were going to put someone in there, but know, Myers feels like a guy that uh, if he can just stay warm, maybe he sticks in that job because I think you know taking over Chaz McCormick is not going to be that big a deal. I think that uh, I think he plays even when Tucker's gone. At least I'm hoping so. I, I bid on him in uh, in my main event. He was my my top bid. I won him by a dollar twenty seven to twenty six. So I'm hoping uh, hoping it works here because I could I could use a little boost here. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, uh, that's, that's aggressive bidding there. I like it. Yeah. I had about 120 bucks left, so I'm in a spot where I can, I can grab somebody that I really wanted to. I grabbed him and Johnny Cueto this week who got dropped. And so I had two, uh, I had two wins over 20 bucks this week, which doesn't happen at this point in the season. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Uh, it's so funny uh, to see, just to see how that goes. Like someone grabbed Myers a week ago and one of my mains. Oh, wow. He was only 6% owned. That's, that's, that's smart bidding right there. That's ahead of the curve. Yeah. But here's the kicker. To do so, they drop Nikki Lopez. How how is his week? Yeah, just just. <laughs> so Nikki Lopez is my next guy. We've kind of joked about Nikki Lopez on on the show just because you know we want Bobby Witt Jr. to come up and he's been you know we want to see him play. But Nikki Lopez had seven steals this week, Jeff. Yeah, just gonna say it's not happening. He is he is that not literally gonna... like you had that in though, and that like is a that's like two point in the standings right there at least. Right, he went for thirty seven on one of my mains this week. Wow. Yeah, I mean, if if you need steals, and it, it, the key point is that you know, I don't, we don't think that Nicky Lopez is a great hitter per se, but hitting second and has a full green light, full green light, absolutely, yeah, which is the most important part about stealing bases. I mean, we talk about Starling Marte, and it's clear that Bob Melvin's like, yeah, whenever you want to run, just run. I mean, when you when you never get caught, it's easy for a manager to say that too. But right, I mean, Lopez had a three steal game this week, a two steal game this week, a couple of ones, and. Uh, if you need steals, like he's running, and that's 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 a huge part of the game. Looking for steals, yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, it seems to me like uh, you know that I think well, he, the, he's going to be a fly in the ointment for a while because he's good defensively. Yeah, you know, he, 
He's a contact guy. Was it you that said he's becoming Nick Madrigal? Or was it that someone was not, else that said that? That was not me, but that's pretty good. The, the, yeah. At least what we wanted Nick Madrigal to be, right? Yeah, that's that was that was the tweet. And yeah. I apologize again. My attribution skills suck. Can I can uh, I just take fairness, credit? I'll just, I'll just I'll say credit instead. Sure, sure. Uh you know, the thing is, I was on a plane yesterday and I saw it go by. So there you go. I'm that's my excuse. I'm sticking by it. But you're right, though. I mean, no barrels, no hard contact for Lopez, but, you know, making it, making a lot of that contact. And mm -hmm. he, he struck out a bunch last year. He was, 21, he was over 20% last year, but down to 14%. And he had, I mean, he had, he had one stolen base in 159 major league games coming this year. One. That's amazing. One. And we, and we picked him up. It was like a, a little bit of a, a little bit of power, and not a lot of power, a teeny bit of power and some speed is why we picked him up in the Fabapalooza year, all that. Uh, he had never run. Now he has 18 stolen bases, including seven last week. Clearly, the, clearly the light screen for him for the first time. Yeah, just, uh, it, it, just what a week. I mean, you just missed yeah. out on the best week of Nicky Lopez's life, probably. But right, yeah, it's uh, you know, I think that if you want to try and slide him in there for more steals, that that's fine. But uh, you know, you have to expect that you you miss his career week for sure. Um, yeah. Wasn't a lot of other offense I wanted to hit, but uh, Nick Solak was called back up by the Rangers. He was someone that was pretty popular in draft season. Um, not someone I took anywhere, but were you back on him uh, with the call up? Uh, and he hit 353 in AAA, so he was he was hitting pretty well there. Obviously, struggled to get to get sent down in the first place. But were you uh, were you back in on him at all? No, I wasn't. Um, mostly because I don't think I needed the second baseman. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he, it could work out. Uh, I just yeah. like, you look at last year; he hit two home runs last year. Like I know that people yeah. liked him this year because a lot of the multi eligibility is part of it, and he had a few steals in there, but. I don't know his hard his hard contact at thirty two percent, which is pretty pretty bad for this year. Right. Um, he does have nine home runs, four stolen bases. So if you need a little bit of pop and speed, I know he showed a bunch of power in the minors, and that's what people liked when he was in the Tampa Bay system. He had a you know nineteen home run season, a seventeen home run season, or a twenty seven home run season in twenty nineteen. Um, that was kind of the thing that people liked about him in the minors. But I don't know. I didn't find a lot to get excited about here, unless you needed the multi positional. You needed a little bit of pop, but uh, I don't know. And I don't know. I don't know if you know if he's going to play every day either. They got some options in there. I don't know what they're going to do. I like the idea of Nick Solak better than what he's actually done so far. That's a, that's a good way to put it. Um, Jesus Sanchez was, uh, you know, a little bit of a buzzy name when he got his first call up mm -hmm. as a prospect that went on the COVID IL and there was no real timetable for him. And all of a sudden, boom, he was back in the lineup one day. Uh, he was 348 in AAA with 10 home runs and 155 plate appearances. He has not done a lot in the majors, 248. Does have four home runs, forty-one percent hard hit rate. Were you back in on Sanchez this week, kind of on the in the quiet, sneaky, uh, put him back in the lineup uh, when when nobody's looking? Uh, don't have him anywhere to put him in. Um, no, I mean he could be. You know, I, I wasn't. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I wonder how they're going to get all the playing time to work out a little bit there because it yeah. seems like they're they're splitting it up. I know he didn't start Saturday, so that was one of the reasons, kind of wise, a little off of him. Uh, Brinson's been playing well. De La Cruz, they want to get a look at. I mean, it's not exactly like Murderer's Row here that we're talking right. about, but I, yeah. uh, I kind, I kind of like him in a deeper league. I think there's some, you know, if you needed some pops down it. the stretch, I think he's a guy that you know maybe you, uh, maybe roll into five or six home runs the next uh, down the stretch in the season. That that could be some value there. I think that he's, uh, you know, I like the guys that uh, you know, it's the big name, and all of a sudden he comes back and he's not the big name. So I think that uh, I, I was mildly interested in in some bigger leagues. I could see it. Um, let's jump into some news and notes, but first a note from Yahoo DFS. The new NFL season is fast approaching, and Yahoo is excited to kick off daily fantasy football. Yahoo is also excited to announce this platform will now be shark-free. To celebrate the opening of Yahoo Daily Fantasy Football and being shark-free, Yahoo is giving away giving users the opportunity to claim free $10 in contest, in contest entries. 
Users can take entry, take advantage of this free $10 and contest entry offer to join Yahoo's week one $1 million baller contest. The $1 million baller contest features $200,000 in guaranteed prizing overlay. 25% of the players entered will be paid out, including first place receiving $100,000 and entry to the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football live event final, which will occur at the MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. Play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit Yahoo Sports or visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer. Jeff, not a ton of uh, bad injuries over the weekend, which is good. Uh, I guess the, one of the bigger names, Nelson Cruz, went on the COVID IL. Um, I looked again this morning. It doesn't seem like we know if he tested positive or if he just had some tracing. He's going to be back in a day or two. That's what makes the situation kind of tough fantasy-wise, at least, is we don't know if he's going to be out 10 days or one day, which happened. There's been a bunch of guys that have been on the COVID IL for one or two days. So I think it's one of those things that you just like watch the news really closely. You only have five games this week, but uh, you know, obviously if, if Cruz is in, you want to use him. But uh, it's one of those things you just got to watch the news. Yeah, and they have five games this week, two games at Philly to start. So he's an easy set the first half of the week in the NFBC. He, he, pro- he probably was anyway, I guess. That's a, that's a good point. But then uh, I guess yeah. you hope he's back for back for the Cam and Yard series over the weekend. Yeah. If you're in a league that has to set your lineup today, well, obviously, you know, and for the whole week, then obviously it's a tougher call. But because yeah. you don't want to miss out on three Nelson Cruz games in Baltimore. You don't. That, that sounds like something you'll be interested in. For uh, sure. But yeah, you're right. And FPC is pretty easy uh, for set for the first half of the week. Yes, because Baltimore may never win again. Um, so that stretch is unbelievable. Not only have they lost those games in a row, they haven't had a one run game in that mix. They're 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 two. I think they're two games away from the record for the most losses in history in a row by more than one run. Yeah, I mean. Cole Solster's pitched well during this whole thing, and he hasn't come remotely close to a save. It's crazy. It's tough to tough to get saves when you don't win a game for three weeks. Yeah. How much yeah. Did they they lost they lost again by two yesterday. So yeah, it's seventeen games in a row I think where they've lost by uh, lost by more than one run, which is pretty bonkers. That is insane. Oh, I'm wrong. They actually I saw that stat on Friday. They lost by one run on Saturday, so they broke that streak. Uh, they didn't they didn't break the losing streak. But it's only seventeen of eighteen with uh with more than one run. Which oh, is, okay, that's much better then. Yeah, it, it's a little. They didn't they didn't break the record. I think it was like some team from eighteen seventy six that had the record. So that uh, that team can uh, can breathe a sigh of relief there. Uh, Anthony Desclafani went on the IL. He, he he left his start early last week, and then he's supposed to pitch on Tuesday. It's supposed to be actually two starts this week, but they uh, they scratched him. He went on the IL with right ankle inflammation. Sammy Long is going to go ahead and pitch uh, the game on Tuesday. Um, tough to pick him up because you don't know if he's going to pitch Sunday or Descafani's going to pitch Sunday. Hard to, you can't use Descafani, I don't think, with the hope that he pitches later in the week. Um, I think Descafani's just a sit for this week and kind of figure out what to do with him next week. Isn't this this is his second IL trip too, isn't it? I believe that's correct. Yes. I always well, I worry think, about that. I don't think the other one was the ankle, was it? Yeah, usually it's yeah, probably unrelated, but uh, I don't know. Just. I, I, I get a little nervous about that, you know. Yeah, the other the other one was a sh- the other one was a sh- was a shoulder at least. Oh yeah, well that's that's totally reassuring. <laughs> not what you want, but at least it's not the shoulder again, is what I'm trying to say. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenta Maeda was removed Saturday with the dreaded forearm tightness, which you never like to see because it usually leads to bad things. He's slated to get uh, some more testing, and I believe an MRI today. Um, you know, I don't. I think he's just a, a pretty easy sit this week. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Kershaw was day to day with forearm tightness at right before the All Star break, and now he's is on the he, sixty is he, day. Is he still day to day with forearm tightness? I think. I well, we all are. Yeah, that's that's true. I haven't had any forearm tightness this morning. I'm doing pretty well with that. So oh, good, good. good. You haven't thrown um, yet, though. 
I haven't thrown yet. I have a bullpen later, so we'll, we'll see how, how it right. responds. Um, Alex Bregman has been a very strange rehab situation. He went on the rehab. He kind of he went as far as the rehab. You're allowed to go by the rules, so he had to sit for five days. He's going. He's starting in. He's in a rehab on Monday in, in the minors. They say he could return on Tuesday to Houston. I this has been a strange situation. The way they answered questions about him has been strange. The Astros play on Monday, so I don't think you can use him for the first half of the week. But I guess the thought is maybe you can play, use him in the second half of the week. I've been holding on to him this whole time in yogurt, just waiting for him to come back. You kind of could have, have been good, to, right? Yeah. Like you can't, you can't. I don't think you oh, drop yeah, of course. him. I mean, yeah. but but I did drop Acuna and Kershaw in that league. Yeah, I mean those are obviously easy, but that, those are painful to do. But obviously, easy yeah. decision, I think. But yeah. I, the Bregman thing's been weird. I don't think I've ever seen anybody take this long in rehab, and he, his his answers on have been weird. He's like, "Well, it just takes time." I'm like, "Yeah, but not for anybody else this long." Like if you're playing triple A or double A games, like you're still playing kind of full. I don't know. It's, it's been strange. Yeah. Yeah, it has been. Someone picked up Kershaw. Justin Mason did actually in my, uh, I saw, I saw our friend Vlad Sedler picked him up in one of the main event leagues. I don't think that's going to work, but why not? I mean, mean, if you, if you have a spot, why not? But I just don't, I don't think he's going to throw enough innings in a game to really make it so it works out. Maybe the last couple of weeks of the season, if you you want someone for a solid four innings, he's better than somebody else, maybe. But uh, I just think it's gonna be tough to get fantasy value out of him down the stretch. I understood, understood. But if you have a free spot and you have a you know someone a spot you weren't using or someone got hurt and you need to drop somebody, yeah, I think that uh, it's worth a risk and maybe see what the news looks like this week. With a thought, you can always just drop them back next week too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Tim Anderson sat the weekend with sore legs. That hurts fantasy teams. He's been really, really good all year long. But that's one, another one to note that, uh, you know, check those lineups. They do play today at Toronto. Obviously, a series, a four-gamer in Toronto, a series you really want Tim Anderson in. So hopefully he's in the lineup uh, Lineup today. Uh, Byron Buxton, speaking of rehab assignments, he started his on Saturday, homered on Sunday. Um, I assume the Twins probably uh, pushed to get him back pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, they, have no, they, have no re- they have no reason to, but if he's going to play games, he might as well play with them rather than AAA, right? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, especially because, you know, it's a, you know, it's the hand this time. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that they'll probably do that. I mean, the thing is like, it, it's funny. The White Sox also don't really have to hurry because they're so far ahead. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're, they're pretty much locked into their, I mean, I, I don't know what actually I actually have to look at the, standings league standings right, uh for it, home home phone field actually i guess matters this year yeah they're so they're pretty they're that was a they're five games behind the rays uh they lost two in a row to the rays this weekend that was kind of tough now like a game or, and a half behind behind houston maybe something like that yeah so that's that's the thing you got to watch for so i guess there is a reason to rush anderson back a little not rush back but summer a sense of urgency for him yeah, but they, they had the benefit of, you know, if someone has some tired legs, they can sit them for a day or two, which a lot of teams don't really have that benefit. But That's also true. Freddie Peralta left his start earlier this week. Uh, it was shoulder tightness or soreness, which you never like to see. But it sounds like uh, he is uh, played catch Sunday. They seem to think it's not too serious. This is, this is a tough one. If you've uh, you've been pitching uh, Peralta all year, he's been kind of a, you know, a rock in your rotation. You haven't taken him right. out. And it's, uh, it's a week. Obviously, you got to take him out. He's on the I.L., they don't think it's going to be too serious. You got to hope maybe he's back uh, next week, but he's definitely uh, obviously a sit this week. Yeah, and this is—I I expect the the Brewers to manage his innings the rest of the way too. Right, another team that you know can can afford to do that. They, we mentioned the seven and a half game lead they have on the Reds. I, you know, with someone like Peralta, who's very important for their for their playoff stretch, you got to think they're going to be pretty careful with this one. Yeah, they're now third in the NL in uh, win percentage too. They're behind both the Giants and the Dodgers, it, and the Dodgers have narrowed this to two and a half. 
So yeah. uh, and it was, yeah, I was like, it, it's really, it was one and a half before yesterday. They actually got really close and they, they lost the Mets. Marcus Stroman pitched really well, but I guess yeah. the key with Milwaukee there is that as long as they beat the team in the East, which they have a huge lead, they're going to, they'll get a home field for that, for that first round. So I think they probably right. just, as long as they stay ahead of Atlanta, they're not going to catch the giants probably. Oh, I guess they're five behind them. Um, but they, they're kind of locked into at least a first round home, home field series. Yeah. Can we give some appreciation to the Braves, by the way? For stepping up, stepping up big time. I've, the best, one of the best players in baseball gets hurt, and you've stepped up. They're the only team in the NL East with a positive run differential. It's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, and but it, it used it was hovering around 500 for a long time. Their record was around 500 for a long time. Remember, yeah. they had so many attempts to get over 500 and couldn't. They're 12 games over 500 all of a sudden. Uh, they, they've really taken advantage of a the schedule and b the trades. You know, they this is a team that. They could have mailed it in for the rest of the year. Lost yeah. Acuna, lost Ozuna, lost Darno for most of the season. Soroka didn't come back. You know, I think they their their starting pitching has been kind of eh. You know, they lost Huascar to the wall. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, you know, it's <laughs> th- things like that have happened. And here they are. They're, they were still trying at the trade deadline. They were trading for players. How what about a, what a concept? How about uh, how about August? Uh, Austin Riley, three thirty eight, five home runs, fourteen RBIs. Dansby Swanson, three sixty five, four home runs, seventeen RBIs. Freddie Freeman, three fifty one, four home runs, eleven RBIs. Their middle of that lineup has been absolutely crushing this month. There have been, and uh, you know, quietly, you know, you know, Swanson was a little disappointing early on, but you he look was. up and see his numbers now, and you're, you're got to be pretty happy with what you've gotten out of him. Twenty four homers, seventy four RBI, nine stolen bases. He's not going to be a huge hitting for average guy, but when he's hitting 266, that's a win for you. They have three pitchers in August who pitched more than 20 innings. Max Fried, 27 innings, 0.67 ERA. Morton, 24 innings, 2.25. Tuki Toussaint, 22 innings, 2.86. When you get get the middle of the order, just all matching. You get the top of the rotation, all pitching well. I mean, it's just all come together really nicely. It has. It has. So uh, kudos to them. Kudos to them for actually, you know, going after it still. You know, I, I just I like seeing teams that try to win. Will Smith kind of scares the heck out of me in the bullpen in the ninth yeah. inning. Though. It's yeah, been a little. It's been a, them too. They went yeah. and got Rodriguez for that reason. I uh, I don't know if I'm a Braves fan. Rather, I just rather see Rodriguez pitch the ninth than Smith. They've they've stuck with him, and he had another save yesterday, and he had two over the weekend. But um, ERA, the whip, the whip is what scares me. The whip in August is one point five five. Putting a lot of good on his guys on base, we just hate to see in the ninth inning. Oh yeah, it's tough. To, you don't want to watch that. Yeah, and you look at Rodriguez, you know, nine about the same amount of innings in August, and his whip's 0.8. So, I mean, he's just uh, keeping guys off base is, is key there. And I just uh, – I think he's a better pitcher right now, but I think the, the, they're probably going to stick with what they have. I mean, they got to they have yeah. to get outs in the eighth inning, too, to win games, too. But uh, that's, uh, that's just something to watch about as we get these last month or so in the playoffs. I think that, that Will Smith is a little bit of a scary factor for them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Francisco Lindor expected back Tuesday. If you've held on to him, hopefully uh, should get uh, some stats, hopefully out of him. Kyle Tucker, we mentioned uh, he was on the COVID IL tested positive. Um, he's expected back to return midweek. So if you play in NFBC, it's easy. You probably you sit him for the first half and you play him in the second half. If you yeah. play in a full week league, Jeff, what do you do with that? With the thought that he comes back for, you know, say maybe four games, but probably three games. What do you do with that? Are you going to 15 teamer? Are you going to 12-teamer? I mean, I think that – I'd probably start him because as soon as he's off, he's going to play. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. I think i definitely start him in a 15-teamer. I think, you know, the, if the over-under is three and a half games, I uh, I want that. 
Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, if it's gonna be three or two, it's tough. But I think I'd probably use them also. Yeah, uh, Johnny Cueto, we mentioned earlier, he's returning to start uh, Wednesday at the Mets. Uh, so I think if you in a deeper league, you know he was he's been decent. I think the ERA is about three nine. I think you're probably probably using him there. Julio Arias coming back. Uh, sounds like he's going to start Tuesday at San Diego, and then home against Colorado. Um, I assume that's just an automatic start. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. A couple other Dodgers notes. Mookie Betts is hoping to return on Thursday. Uh, Carlos Rodon may return Thursday. Weird quote from Tony Larusa. Um, said he's going to return. Quote: If he does a couple more things, picks up the laundry, uh, the dry cleaning. You know, <laughs> right? uh, make sure to uh, you know. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't swing three zero all those things that uh, that Tony Tony requires exactly. Uh, I want to ask about a few players before we get out of here, but first a note from our sponsor Thrive. The NFL is back on Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy has over hundred thousand guaranteed for NFL Week One. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free six month RotoWire subscription. Here's how you claim that subscription: Number one, visit RotoWire.com/slash Thrive. Number two, deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a $100 deposit bonus up to $100. 100% deposit bonus, sorry. And then play in your first paid contest and receive a free six-month row subscription. It's all that easy on Thrive Fantasy. So, Jeff, the first guy I wanted to ask you about is, is Trevor Story and kind of a, a look at 2022 a little bit here. He's uh, 0 for 4 on Sunday at home. He's down to 251, 16 home runs. Uh, he does have 17 stolen bases, but I think it's safe to say if you took him in the first round, um, you're not really – you're especially displeased with the home runs and the batting average. You know, you, you get him for a, a batting average guy in Coors Field. He's hit 251. He's a weird season though. Like if you look at any kind of expected home run numbers, it's yeah. It's, he's like he's number one in difference. He's uh his expected home runs on Savant is twenty seven point two. Like and you look at like home runs in different stadiums. And I know a lot of that. Some of that gets weird, but there's a couple of stadiums where if he's playing, he have thirty one home runs. He have twenty five. Like the numbers are crazy compared to cores. We think of cores on offense, but you know it really boosts batting average more than it boosts home runs. Um, swinging strike rates up a little bit, but his K rates down. It's at twenty three percent. A lot of the stuff looks the same as in the past. Um, his career Babbitt, uh, you know, playing cores is 340. It's 300 this year. Probably is a is a big factor there for the batting average. What do you do with Story for for next year? He was like a, his ADP was maybe nine, ten, eleven somewhere in there this year. Kind of after that first, you know, the, those first group of seven studs. He was a guy like in that next tier. Uh, what do you think of for him for next year? I think it's going to be a little bit of value. Obviously, it depends on where he signs is is a big thing. But uh, how do you feel about Story coming off this? Uh, this is a mediocre year, I guess I'd call it. I mean, we don't even know where he's going to be next year. Yeah, it's a huge uh, factor. And I, I think that I got to think that weighs on him. Remember, he pulled himself out of the game after the, the, the yeah, day of the trade was, deadline. He was really after he didn't get dealt. Yeah. yeah. It's because it's like, what are we doing here? You're not talking about an extension. You know, what, you know, they, they, they outright said, we're going to get the compensation pick instead. Yeah. Like, screw you guys. I mean, I yeah. get it. I, I get where he's at with this. I mean, he, he felt abandoned a little bit there. <sighs> Rockies are going to Rocky and he he's really unhappy there. And yep. He gets, it's, it's, I, I, I understand. Hey, he's a major league baseball player. He, he's going to get really healthy paycheck, but yep. he's probably hurting his paycheck a little bit right now with the way he's played. He, he finished his homestand against Arizona. Who's Arizona yeah. in uh, course. Really poorly. Yeah. yeah, it was. And that was a series. You're like, every time you look up, you're like, Oh, I hope everyone, I want to look at this box score. Like that's a fun one to look right. at. And you're like, Oh, for four at home against the Arizona. It's just the expected home run stuff is weird though. Like it just seems yeah. like he's had a lot of balls caught at the track, caught the wall. And I know it's hard to really, you know, stick that in your formula or figure that when you're drafting the off season, but 
Yeah. Like if he had 24 home runs, we probably wouldn't be worried about the batting average quite as much. It'd probably be hidden. You know, we'd look at it. We're like, oh, this is a down season for him. But you kind of figure, you know, bat going to come back up. If he was 24-17, we'd probably look at it differently. But 16 home runs in late August is, is something that, that's hurt you in the first round. It has. It absolutely has. Another guy who I want to ask you about kind of, you know, for the end of this year, but moving to next year is Yuan Moncada, someone that I think you and I both liked. I liked especially. I really liked the the 2017, 2018, 2019 step up. Uh, last year was, uh, you know, the hard hit went down, but I kind of tossed that out because he had COVID. Talked about how he felt it all year and struggled with it all year. Um, he's in 255, 11 home runs, three stolen bases. He's got over 50 runs in RBIs, you know, hitting that lineup, but – I don't know. He went like the fourth or fifth round somewhere in there. If I'm remembering right, 11 home runs and three stolen bases. Something that, that's hurts you in two categories. It's, it's hard to come back from that. If you took that as your third base. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and you were like, okay, well maybe he's been better lately. Well, in the last seven days, sure. But in the last 30, uh, last 21 days, it's a 701 OPS, two homers, yeah. one bag. I mean, it's, it's the same thing. I mean, it, it's, you keep waiting for that moment, you know, yep. or not, but it's not a moment. You keep waiting for that sustained production. It's just not, there um and he's had little nagging things here and there that's kept him out of the lineup but regardless this is this is really frustrating he's going to be a you know he's going to be one of those got content uh i, I got contentious guys next year i think i think we're so looking at him we're gonna some people are going to be on him you're gonna say they owe me that it's it's time other people are going to look at look at his career line and look at 2019, happy fun ball year, yeah. and say, hey, it's that's the funny. outlier. When you look at it from that perspective, that year really sticks out in a huge way from, from hard contact to home runs to batting average. Like that year sticks out huge. And uh, the, the bags might be gone. You know, this might yeah. not, he might, they might not come back. And it's weird. You look at his batting average and you go through his major league seasons 231, 235, 315, 225, 256. So like, as we go further along here, that 2019 batting average and power really, you're right, really sticks out. Yeah, I think all the system projections are going to push him pretty, are finally going to push him a lot farther down next yeah, year because the, so the impact of 2019 is going to be lessened. And it's just it's weird. I mean, he was really taking steps up in 2018, 2019, all the metrics. And I don't know, you know, you look at the COVID stuff, that short season, I don't know what happened, but he's, he's been a different guy since then. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I really liked him, and I don't know. I'm gonna have to take a, a deeper dive in on him in the offseason and see if I, I'm back in. It'll have to be. A, it'll be a function of price. But I think it's gonna is gonna fall pretty significantly. Yeah, I, I think so too. A guy that uh, a guy that you love, Sandy Alcantara, has been really good this year. Seven innings uh, yesterday, uh, four hits, two earned runs, eleven strikeouts. Uh, ERA is now three point three five. I think uh, it's weird though. Like he you watch him, and he throws so hard and. Everything moves, so he gets a ton of ground balls, which is great. 53% ground ball guy, but the, the strikeouts aren't really there. 22% strikeout rate, 7% walk rate, but his ERA is there even with that 10 earned run game at course. He's been huge. How big are you on him kind of stepping forward going into uh, going into the last six weeks here and, the, and, and next year? It, stop me. Stop if you haven't heard this one before, but Sandy Alcantara pitched well and got the loss yesterday. Yeah. Uh, there, yeah. There is that factor of it. It's been they – they do not score for him, and they do not bullpen for him either. No, they do not at all. It is ridiculous. So he had that he's, horrible he's, start. He's seven and twelve. My God. Yeah, he had that one horrible start in Coors. He had another horrible one in Dodger Stadium, if you recall. And that just kind of other. You know, you don't. You can't throw out your your worst start. That's not a rule. But he's he's still that, three three. He's still three three five with that. Which despite is that, yeah, pretty damn impressive. You take a one of those two though. And my goodness, you're uh, looking at a really good year. Again, you know, I'd like to see a few more strikeouts. 
you do. You look at the swing and strike rate. It's up. It was 10 and a half last year, 10.8 in 2019. It's 12 and a half this year. You wonder if maybe he's figuring that out. He just has to figure out some sequencing. And maybe that maybe that K number really does take a big jump one of these years, which would take him to the next level. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of Thor, though. You know, throw, you know, the strikeouts never quite followed how hard he threw. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit of Dustin May, uh, what we were talking about earlier in the year too. But uh, oh. I, uh, that breaks, that one breaks my heart. That one sucks. He was, yeah. he was, bra- he was break, he was already broken out, but he was really breaking out. But yeah. I do like the swing strike rate bump with with, El, with El Contra, though. It's just uh, I, I feel like maybe that's the first sign that he's figuring out how to get some swing and miss, and that's uh, you know, then he could figure out how to strike guys out too. Yeah. Hey, speaking of the Marlins, they have some new, we have some news on them. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh, good news actually. Oh, Edward good. Edward Cabrera is getting the call. He's going to oh, go wow. into the rotation. When is he going to start? Uh, our note says that he will start Wednesday's game against the Nats. So can't pick him up in the NFBC this week, but we'll have someone to bid on next week. He's uh, a big strikeout guy. He's like a 35% strikeout rate so far in the minors. A little bit of walk issues in triple yeah. A, but yeah, it's a, that's a, that's a swing and miss uh, arm for sure right there. That could be really important down the stretch. You just pick him up in Yahoo friends and family. Or he already get taken. Oh, shoot. I didn't even think about doing that. I better do that now before you do it. Or is it too late? <laughs> it's not too late. I have not gone there yet. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm someone such a someone mid- probably already did. My bet is Gray from Rasball has done it. That would be my guess. But uh, Nobody's we'll done it. Nobody's done it in the last uh, 15 minutes. Okay. So you did beat me to the page at least. I beat you to the page at least, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it, interesting, interesting arm. I mean, that's the kind of guys that you get, uh, you get down the stretch here. That's uh, that are, that are hard to, hard to find. You get something that gets a lot of swing and miss. That's, that's really important. Yeah. So. Of course, it's ah, a Marlin starter that you're picking up. Did you pick him up? I beat you. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's all right. I gave, I gave you a chance kind of. Not really. Not no, really, but that's okay. I was that's funny. Uh you yeah, taunted me with the chance. Live uh live fab battles. Are you are you in the, I'm not I'm in the kind of middling in that league anyway, but same same here. What you should have done was tell me he's getting called up and really joking about it. So that would have been funny too. Uh last guy I want to ask you about get in the call. Yeah. <laughs> last guy I want to ask you about before we get out of here. Uh Adam Wainwright, it just deserves some mention. The dude's been 3-1 ERA and 162 innings. This is an unbelievable season for Adam Wainwright. Like, if you grabbed him in the 22nd round or whatever the heck it was, I mean, what a huge windfall that's been for your team. And a weird bounce back. I mean, he was he was really not very good in, like, 2016 to 2019. Like, for that four-year stretch, it looked like he was done. Yeah. He was 37. His ERA was, you know, 4-6, 5-1, 4-5, Like, he just, like, looked like he was done. And last year he had a little bit bounce back, but only in 65 innings. We're like, yeah, you know, that was maybe a small sample, but 3-1 ERA and 162 innings. I mean, he's been he's been unbelievably good. 150 strikeouts uh, in 162 innings. That's as good yeah. a strikeout rate as he's ever had. And you get you get the bulk there. I mean, the number matters. You just don't get that many guys throwing that many innings. I mean, it's been it's been it's been it's been really huge. And his ERA is one or whips 1.05. He has 12 wins. Like he's been big in four categories. Yeah, and you know. One of my whole things was NL Central pitchers are going to go down a little bit this year because that's all they faced last year were Central Division guys. Well, you know, turns out you still get to face a lot of Central Division teams. His last yes, true. His last few Pittsburgh, Milwaukee at Pittsburgh, Casey, Minnesota at Cleveland, and the Cubs. That's since July twenty wow. first. It's like uh, seven straight Central starts. You're right. That's wild. Yeah, he did have two against the Giants uh, in mid July, and oddly enough, those weren't as as good of his start. Yeah. That good of start. Pitched well in Colorado, but uh, I think mean, you know the Rockies. That was an amazing one there. Yeah, 
Uh, you know, the thing about Wainwright, too, is, I mean, he I think he's beaten the Pirates his last seven times he's faced them. Uh, that that That's nice. He's taken yeah. advantage of that mat- matchup. So uh, good on him. I, I was off on him. But, you know, early in the season, he wasn't yeah. that great. He had, he had uh, three games of five earned runs or more in his first eight starts. Like, he looked yeah, – he got – I'm sure he – if people drafted him, he probably got – he probably got dropped a bunch of leagues after that uh, – after sure. that uh, that start against San Diego, six earned runs. ERA is way up, and he's given up more than more than three earned runs twice the rest of the year. Yeah, he's been great. And both, and both of those were four. Right? So, I mean, not like he got, not like he got pounded. So, it's uh, – it's been – every once in a while in baseball, I mean, it's what's wild. You get a guy who's 39 who has a season like this and, you know, doesn't keep – keeps it up the whole season. It's It's been uh, – unexpected but uh, it's fun when it happens absolutely anything else you want to talk about i know you got to jump out i gotta jump out too anything else that uh, is on your mind you want to hit before we get out of here nope just enjoying that my teams our teams are in races even if it was agonizing last, last weekend they're games yeah. that matter and that's what and i'm excited for the stress run it's a really important point i and i mentioned how bad the a's losses were but like give me games that matter in august september any point that's all i really want as a fan is games that are interesting and matter and fun and you know that's uh that's all i want as a fan i want something to to, to get excited about it, watch down the stretch these last six weeks and we both have that exactly yeah but you're a reds fan you get that every year you're fine every year every year <laughs> Yeah, so uh, everybody, thanks for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Uh, we appreciate uh, the sponsorship of WinBet. Again, that's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com. Uh, if you uh, want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jenstead. We'll be back at you regular time next week, Jeff. Is that right? Yes, sir. I think that's right for me, too. So back at you Sunday night next week. Um, thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks, everybody, for rating and reviewing. Thanks for all the comments. Nice stuff we get all year. We appreciate that. Hope everybody has a good week. Good luck uh, making up some ground here down the stretch, and we'll be back at you next week. Take care.